Hello and welcome to the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. Last time we did an episode featuring a fan-voted Jimmy Neutron-themed podcast. We also sent out yet another Twitter poll, this time asking you which of the three Amigops you guys liked the best, Jimmy, Carl, or Sheen. This poll also had a ton of votes, so thanks as always for answering them and keep it up. You guys decided that Jimmy Neutron was the favorite of the three, with Sheen and Carl about 10% of the high end and almost tied. This is our closest poll yet. This week, we've got a pretty different kind of episode than anything we've done before on the show. We'll be talking about one-season wonders, shows that only ran for a season or less. We'll be looking at Rugrats Preschool Days, The X's, and Cat Scratch. Thanks as always for tuning in. Let's get started. Preschool Days. Uh, this show was a spin-off, the second one of the Nicktoon TV series Rugrats, the first being All Grown Up, and it was uh, focused on Angelica Pickles and Susie Carmichael as preschool students. This was a ridiculously shortly ran series. It only had four episodes ever aired, and it is the shortest lasting Nicktoon series of all time. So this episode that we decided to watch, uh, 25% of the entire syndication of the show, is called Finder's (laughs) Creepers. And in it, Angelica says that she has the classroom keys, and she steals the teacher's keys to pretend that they are hers, but later loses them. Then Angelica, Susie, and Harold must take the creepy gardener's keys to the teacher before she realizes that they're gone. And this is the final episode. Oh, of the entire Rugrats. Yes, the, the final episode of Rugrats right. is unfortunately of this show. Maybe not so unfortunately. It's, but it's just, really it's bad. A, anyways, we'll, we'll get into it. Okay, so first of all, my first impression of it was the theme song is horrid. Yep. In my opinion. And the animation just, is somehow the animation is somehow worse than the two shows that came years before it. How does that happen? Yeah, I think... I think part of it is one the stylistically it just looks very strange. Right. It's not like I don't know, I feel like between all the grown up and the first, they have the same kind of kind of style of animation, more or less, at least. They have yeah. the same kind of hand drawn kind of look and it's this I don't know, you you've gotta look at it in order to understand exactly what I'm getting at here, but it's it's a It's so strange. different. I literally like, thought we were watching the wrong show when we started. Yeah. No, I I wasn't even sure if it really was a legitimate thing. Like, if this was Uh maybe some fan-made imitation. Because it just doesn't look like anything. Anyways. So So we get in. They're they're in preschool, which also... Sorry, real quick rant. I, I just feel like there's not enough of a difference between... Angelica at the age that she was in the show and Angelica in preschool. How, how old was she anyways? Wasn't she three already? Is it... Do you think it overlaps? Right. I... It's really... It's unclear, at least within the episode we yeah. watched. But I just... I feel like the show doesn't have any reason to exist. All grown up, I like. I get the idea of the insight of we saw them as babies and now we're seeing them as adults. But we saw her as a baby and now we're seeing her as a baby in a slightly different situation. Right. Anyways. 
Yeah, I, I feel like it might be. I can't find any information on it, but I feel like it's like a Lion King one and a half sort of thing. Where yeah. it, the timelines intersect, but it's focusing on Angelica and Susie at school. To be 100% completely honest about this, I don't really think they thought me neither. that deeply into no, it. No, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think they were just like, oh, why not make another reference <laughs> show? And so they did it. Wow. I, I didn't even know this existed. And they, ab- one, and they abandoned it so quickly, okay. too. Yeah, continuing on to the actual episode we watched. Yeah. It, I don't know, personality-wise, too, you don't see any real growth between Angelica. She's still she's still her same self. They're looking at some bugs, and then Susie finds some different bugs, and Angelica's all upset about people not looking at her bug anymore. And right. She's all, who wants to see my bug? And then, same, uh, so... Self-absorbed. There's this teacher named Mrs. Weimer... Or Weimer, I think Weimer. Weimer, yeah. Weimer, yeah, and uh, Weimer, Weimer. Whatever it is, um, and one of the kids finds a bug, and she says, "Look what Harold and I founded," uh, or "Look what what look what me and Harold founded." The kid says, and then this teacher says, "Look what Harold and I founded," which is hilarious, and says, so "It's a great introduction of this character because she's completely inept. She lives this like very dark adult life. She's clearly a very lonely and like upsetting woman." And yes. these preschoolers, I'm, I'm also, she can control part of them. I felt like maybe maybe this preschool days was like a Nick Jr. series was one of my thoughts when hmm. it immediately started. But this I woman think made me was. think that that's not the case. Yeah. She's, she's distressing. Very. Because it, it would make some sense if they like tried to, you know, make a spinoff onto their partner show or whatever. But no, she's... Yeah. She's clearly not intended to be seen by kids, I don't think. She's Yeah, she's too strange. real. And so, Angelica, because they're kids, they, like, get really excited about stupid stuff, and the power dynamics are decided by stupid stuff. So Angelica proclaims that she has this key. She has the, the well, classroom first, first key. Savannah. First Savannah. Right. This girl who I'm... Did Savannah exist before? Am I forgetting her? I think in All Grown Up. Okay, that sounds right. Um, but she she's like, oh, give me a key, because I'm responsible. Right. Oh, she is an all-grown-up, just to confirm. Okay, cool, cool. And then uh, Angelica's like, well, I have a key, too, in the classic kid way, and she, she doesn't, but... She wants to brag about it. Yeah. And she goes, it's in, well, uh, Savannah goes, well, where is it? And she goes, it's, uh, it's in my cubby. And Harold, another kid from All Grown Up, who we don't see in the original Rugrats series, he says, wow, I've just got cheese in mine. <laughs> Which was, I think, the first moment I laughed. <laughs> One of yes. the few. Same. Yeah. It's... It's one of the highlights of this episode, but yeah. you know, you know, I, I think for me, the worst moment, like the moment when I was watching this and I was like, really the most, just, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore was they're like, their teacher rounds them up and she's like, we're going to play music and I want you all to act or dance how you would if you guys were bugs. And it just goes on for way too long, and yeah. there's just, like, these kids dancing as though they're bugs. And I, I just felt like I was watching a group of preschool kids. Like, I was just, yeah. like, supposed to, like, I was just, like, 
observing actual preschool kids doing very mundane preschool lesson type of things. Yeah, there is nothing exciting. It it feels like you have to watch it. It's it's uh yeah, and it does, uh, to the show's credit, I think this episode does get better once we end up oh. with just Angelica, Susie, and Harold. So the teacher Absolutely. gets locked in the closet because Angelica takes the teacher's key, pretending that it's the classroom key. And that, so because of this, the teacher gets locked in the closet, and she sends Angelica, Susie, and Harold to go get it from Mr. Creeper's shed, who is, I assume, a custodian type, who lives just off yeah. of the school, who freaks them out. apparently literally named Mr. Creeper. We never see him. Yeah, the adults call him Mr. Creeper, and so do the kids. And she says, like, oh, don't don't let the other teacher... There's, there's like, a professor, I think. Yeah. To my understanding, there's, like, some sort of a power dynamic thing where this, this teacher, Miss Weimer, Weimer, whatever it was, is underneath this other professor, and she's like, oh, if... She finds out, don't tell her, so right. she can be proud of us. Right, but really it's she could get fired for losing control of her babies. Yes. <laughs> also, this this woman is completely out of control and probably should never have been left in charge of them. No. Nope. But she's I don't know, she, she also has this, this thing she keeps on saying, like, throughout it, she's like, okie dokie. Yeah. She says it, like, really creepily. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't like know, she mantra. just made me uncomfortable. She was not my favorite part of the show. Yeah. My favorite part <laughs> of the show... Like, um, which yeah. was actually funny was this secretary who has this like low, smoky, gravelly voice. And she, uh, you can tell she just doesn't take her job seriously, and she's amazing. Like, they, they're afraid that Mr. Creeper's kidnapped her, the kids are, and they say, Oh, you're okay. And she goes, Actually, I'm a little bloated. <laughs> and I, I actually laughed out loud. It was one of the redeeming moments, I, I thought. Yeah. That, that woman, she, she also goes on and she answers the phone. She's like the receptionist, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are we open? No, I'm here because I'm in love with my desk. <laughs> she's got this great dry sense of humor that definitely the highlight of the show. That And, and like you said, the, the kids interacting only with the kids is definitely more watchable. But the kids interacting with this teacher, just it just felt like I was back in a preschool. Yeah. I didn't I don't want to be there, but... Then they do, they go off on their own, and they come up with their plan to go to Mr. Creeper's shed, or whatever, and they, they debate, like, well, we could go, but we might get eaten, or we could go back without the key, but then we might get in trouble. And they're like, which is worse, getting eaten or getting in trouble? And they all and they say pause, it. and they all agree. Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> that was really cute. It actually, it reminded me, I don't know why this is the moment, it, it reminded me of uh, in Harry Potter. First yes. One, I'm pretty yep. sure, from Ronnie Granger, big statement. We could, or worse, expelled. We yes. <laughs> it, it felt very much like that to me. Yeah. Oh, man. And then there's just this moment where Angelica comes back with the key and she's rubbing it in and she calls Savannah banana just to spite her and uh, Ashley and I oh, both yeah. kind of jokingly were like oh my god <laughs> just, just roasted she had a family and Angelica killed her <laughs> yeah the music and then it, it fa- just... the credits are similar to the opening the music and animation is terrible it's just it's not it's just not great it's nope. a, this show I just felt did not deserve any longer of a run than it had. Me too. Really I'm amazed didn't. it even got streamlined through enough people. 
to get four episodes. But it was fascinating. And I'm glad we watched it. It was an interesting look into, like, the Nicktoon canon. Yeah, it, it was interesting, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just... Because it just didn't... It didn't have the same straight, whimsical feel that we got. Uh, when, we, when we watched the last time we watched Rugrats, I wanted to keep watching. Yeah. I, like, we kept watching. We did, And I was yeah. like, we didn't even have to. And in this one, I had... No desire to watch I the rest wait. of the show. Part I couldn't wait like, for oh, it to be over. There's only four episodes. I could I could just watch them for fun. Yeah. Ugh. I will not be doing that. When we come back, we'll move on to a show we liked significantly more. That's The X's right after this. Next up, we have The X's. Now this show is about the family called the X's, and they work for Superior, a spy organization. The X's have a daughter named Tuesday, a younger son named Truman, and many gadgets at their disposal. An organization called SNAFU, or Society of Nefarious and Felonious Undertakings, is continually trying to cause trouble for the X's through their plans to take over the world. Yeah, in the specific episode we're looking, it's called Mock Tutors. And in this one, the uh, daughter and son, Truman and Tuesday, are failing their cooking and tennis classes, which is Tuesday with the cooking, Truman with tennis. And they would be forced to go to summer school if they fail their makeup test that they're allowed to have. And so in order to help them out, Mrs. X helps Tuesday, who Mrs. X is a great tennis player, and Mr. X helps Truman, even though he's a great cook because of weird dynamics we'll get into. Yeah. And they basically they're just trying to help them not end up having to go to summer school. That's pretty much it. But the bit of the episode is that the parents are reversing their uh, their hobby or their skill that they're good at. So Mr. X is right. terrible at tennis, but he's teaching tennis even though he's a good cook because their pride is out of control. Oh, there are so so many like power struggles within them. So many pride struggles. Yep that we encounter within this episode, which I, I think works great, but so getting So getting into the episode, I, I love the spy music. The opening is great. It's reminiscent of, like, The Incredibles. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting and fast-paced. I don't love the... I didn't love the animation at first, but it grew on me. It, it's different. It, it almost it's feels like... It's, it feels like magazine cutouts, bit, almost. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit hard to look at it first I think and maybe part of that is just because it's so distinct from what we're used to but right it's, it's not as bad as it is when you first see it I think it, it's not bad animation it's just different definitely better than I think what we saw in preschool days totally but and the uh, there's the, the, a intro, self... the intro gets you excited you're excited about this family absolutely what I love about the humor of this show is there's a self-awareness to it They've, like, they're winking at you through the show. Like, uh, they're asked, the parents are asking Truman, the son, how he could have failed tennis. And he says, look at my legs. They're, like, six inches long. <laughs> and they are. That's just the way he's drawn. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a self-aware show throughout, I feel like. I, yes. I don't know. They're, the humor is not exactly subtle, but it's just... I don't know. It's, it's interesting, and it's fun. And I think... The family dynamic in general they have going is just great. It's amazing. This Mr. and Mrs. X have this crazy, like, need to be better than the other. And Uh I'd say that 
the daughter and son are both pretty, pretty chill. They are. All, they are. Considering how their parents are. But basically, they, they just, like, start arguing about, like, the Mr. X says, well, I, I was a great cook. I cooked out of all sorts of situations. And Mrs. X is all like, oh, cooking is easy. You just throw some meat in with some not meat and it's no big deal. But we basically do the ongoing joke is not just that they don't know about the other subjects, they're like idiots. They are. Like she gets they, into the they kitchen. Seem like non-people. Yeah, she gets into the kitchen with uh with Tuesday. She goes, Okay, so uh where does cooking usually happen? And Tuesday's like, uh right here because they're in the kitchen. Yeah, and, and then like, where do we find food? She like looks underneath the sink. She's just staring at like a bottle of soap for a few seconds. Like, like is this is this where where does the food go? Like, yeah. And then outside uh, on the tennis court, which uh, their like butler house makes for them, they have this house that takes voice commands. It's like Siri before Siri, and it does everything they want it to do. So this house cre- uh, creates a tennis court for them, and. Uh, Truman comes out in a tennis outfit, and Mr. X says, Why are you dressed in all white? This isn't a winter op. Meaning, like, we're not going to be in the snow to hide from enemies, not getting that that's just what you wear to play tennis. And, uh, yeah, and- yeah, Truman says, But tennis isn't a mission. And Mr. X says, Everything is a mission. <laughs> I think that sums up his personality, too. Yeah. They, they seem to be very wrapped up into their their spy lives and... I don't know, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's just fun to see sort of this crazy spy-obsessed family trying to do normal mundane tasks, but in their totally courtly wrong spy way. Right. They, they end up messing things up horribly, horribly wrong. The, the woman, I don't remember, she, she needed baking powder, and instead she put in some kind of explosive powder yeah. into the... and it blows food, up in the oven. Floating the whole kitchen. Blows up the whole house, really. Oh, yeah. Yes. That is true. <laughs> and then, uh, and then outside, Mr. X starts dressed like a tennis ball and tries to get his son to hit him with the racket. And, uh, just really funny. That's where the dad, I don't hate you line comes in. He's like, uh, he yeah. says something like, hit me like you hate like, me. Hate me yeah, hate me. He's dad, I don't hate like, you. Dad. It was actually really cute. It was. And then. And I, I don't remember. Oh, you think he says like, no plutonium. Yeah, and yeah, like I'm suspending your plutonium privileges. And he goes, no, and then starts beating him with the racket. Then uh, the dad finds a, a, a real tennis ball, and he goes, hey, a raccoon egg. Just not recognizing what a real tennis ball looks like. Also, I don't know why a tennis ball would even look anything like... If if raccoons like eggs, let's start right. there. Why <laughs> it would look anything like a tennis ball, I have no idea. And so then the wife comes to him. The wife comes to him, and to rub it in that he can cook, he starts speaking all this French gibberish, uh, proving that he, you know, had to make food in France to survive on a mission. And one of the things he says is "cul de sac," as if that's some high society French phrase. Right. They actually do, the, the, the kids get them to switch places again, right. so they're teaching, like, the subjects they... That they should teach. Logically should be. Because they, I think they, they do some, like, reverse psychology madness. doesn't really matter. Right. And then... Um, and then the dad is teaching uh, 
Tuesday How to Cook. Also, Tuesday has to be a play on Wednesday Adams of the Adams Family. I know they're very different shows, but so. it can't not be a reference to that. I thought that was interesting. I think so as well. Also, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this was the thing that was happening. Her hair just changed its color throughout yeah. the sometimes. Yeah, it changed from purple to green, or green to purple. And I, I don't know if that's a thing that just constantly happens throughout this show. I, I don't know, but it was interesting. Yeah. And uh, one also, last thing I found interesting about this show. Mr. X is the voice of Kronk in The Emperor's New Groove and the uh, wheelchair cop in Family Guy. Um, he's been in so many things. And he's going to play Lemony Snicket in the new series of Unfortunate Events on Netflix. So I thought that was yeah, all I, interesting. I think and this happens pretty often with voice actors that the best of them are usually involved in a lot of things, so they're usually a lot of voices, but right. I definitely recognized it sounding similar to Crocs. Uh -huh. well. Yeah, do you, do you have any other thoughts? The, the, the resolution of this, I just thought it was fun. Uh, they, they end up just destroying everything, Mr. and Mrs. X, while they're being their petty selves. And Tuesday and Truman kind of look to each other, and she's like, oh, you know, I could teach you how to play tennis. And he says, I could teach you how to cheat. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. All right, so this was, uh, this was a solid episode. I think we'll definitely want to bring back the X's at some point on the podcast. I agree, and I don't want to sway your guys' opinions too much, but I, I personally found this one much more enjoyable than preschool days. Yeah. Well, it, it definitely had a lot more places to go and an interesting dynamic, interesting characters. And I, I had a desire to keep watching this that I just mm -hmm. did not have yeah. in the previous show. Me too. All and right, I when you... we get back, we're going to be talking about our third show, which is Cat Scratch. Our third and last series we're going to be looking into is called Cat Scratch. And the series revolves around a trio of cats, which is Mr. Blick, Waffle, and Gordon. And after their wealthy owner died, she left all of her riches to them, along with her butler named Hovis. And the program basically just circulates around their crazy, wealthy lifestyles. And the episode we looked at is called A Line in the Litter Box. And Ashley, I think it's a shame that this show only ran one season. It's, it was really a, a favorite of mine when it was on this episode in it, uh, the cats divide their houses into three parts. Later, they engage in a war using various items from their kingdoms. This is a great episode yes, and, and a great show with great I, characters and a great concept. I just love it. And I felt like this one really does kind of emphasize their different characters, which is kind of part of the reason that they have this conflict of breaking up the house in the first place. But it's a good way to get a feel for them, and they, they do have these good, distinct personalities. Yeah, they but do. They, they end up having conflict because Waffle, who's the goofiest of the three... The newt-loving cat. Whole, whole bunch of newts, and they they end up just going all over the house, causing problems. Uh, and what's his name? Gordon. Gordon, who is Scottish? Yes. He, he has, like, this big jello made out of human Kimberly, as he always calls her, just a neighbor girl. 
it ends up getting destroyed by the newts, and I don't really remember how Blick is involved in it. He's just really annoyed about the newts. I think they just make him up. Yeah. I think he just gets really annoyed by the newts as well. Really, the, the newts seem to be the biggest problem that's going on in this, yep. this situation. And Waffle defends the newts before they... So, <laughs> yeah, they propose this plan to split the house into three kingdoms, and Waffle says, well, maybe if you took took the time to learn their language, new Chigis, which I love. <laughs> He really is. I'm pretty sure he's he's a familiar voice actor too. Yeah, I'll I'll look into that. Yeah, Um, doesn't really matter. But I don't know. I I think they have these three different, pretty strong characteristics. Uh, Gordon's just kind of this kind-hearted Scottish, for whatever reason, hat. Mister Blick is very intense. I would say. Yes. He ends up becoming pretty military, and once he breaks up into his own kingdom. Yeah, I one thing I love is when they first paint their lines, they start on a table and they paint the lines of their kingdoms and it makes a peace sign and I think it's deliberate and I'm not sure why or what they're trying to say, but the three lines make a peace sign on the table as they continue to to spread out their kingdom from the center of the table. Yeah, I it could be. It's hard Maybe to say, not. but it definitely is. Maybe I'm reading into notable. it. Hard to say. Um, I, I felt like, again, Waffle Waffle decides what he's going to do with his kingdom, or the first thing that he decides to do is make a gift shop in the bathroom. Yeah. Whatever country he needs, he says, or every kingdom, whichever. Yeah. And I guess they, they, I don't understand, they have a mansion, right? But apparently there's only, like, one bathroom in existence, and he has it. Yeah. Which I just thought was silly, because I would think with a mansion... You'd have more than one bathroom. I mean, I, I have more than one bathroom at home, and we certainly don't have a mansion. You just think, also their cats, like, they just have litter boxes. Yeah, right? I, don't, I, I, don't I don't know why they don't use litter boxes. <laughs> but uh, uh, Gordon makes, sneaks into the bathroom, and he opens the toilet, and Waffle's already in it, and uh, which is, I think, hilarious. And Gordon asks if he can use the bathroom, and Waffle says, yeah, of course. But only if you watch the orientation slideshow in the visitor center. And there's this little slideshow that's like Waffle, uh, what was it called? Waffle. Waffle World, maybe? Well, yeah, Waffle? it was called Waffle World. It was founded in blah, blah, blah. And it's a population of one. And there are all the yeah, it's pictures like Waffle of Waffle. It was founded by Waffle. And yeah. It, it, its main export is Waffle. Yeah. It's also, I, I find it funny. He, he actually has images like on the slides for yeah. everything, even though he has <laughs> just made this thing within basically the same day. Yeah, he's already perfect. Like, that was so high on his kingdom priority list. I just, anytime Waffle does anything, I can't help but smile. I was afraid I would look back on him as, like, an LOL so random kind of character that made me cringe, but I do think he's genuinely funny and lovable. Yeah, I think think part of it is that, I don't know, his voice is kind of fun. Yeah. And he just comes off as so so kind and caring and whatever. Exactly. So it's hard to be annoyed annoyed with him because he's, he's so, so likable. Yeah. And so the butler, when this first starts happening, their butler, uh, Hovis, says, come and get me once you've realized that you're complete imbeciles. And they yes. they all end up fighting. There's, like, heavy war machinery that Mr. Blick makes. Yeah. And it's this horrible Mr. all-out Blick, brawl. He's, he's gone crazy for real, but... Yeah, he reminds me yeah. of, uh, 
of Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Mm. That kind of diabolical, you know like, takes it a little too far cartoon animal. Yes. But they all end up yeah. realizing their mistake and apologizing to each other, and they call themselves imbeciles, and then Hovis shows up, and he's like, did I hear it, the word imbeciles? And they're like, yes, yes we are. Yeah. They're just very but cute. They, they clearly care about each other a lot. I don't yeah, know. And, and again, they're characters that you like, and mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yes. And they're characters that have a fun, interesting dynamic that's that's a little bit different than your average show. These are, like, three cats that have a ton of money, and it's interesting to yeah. think, I don't know, what if there was else. a world where there's three very wealthy cats, what would they do? The, yeah, there's nothing, it's silly, but it's, there's nothing like it's it out there. And I have no idea why I, it was canceled. I loved it. This one, this one could have had a longer run as well. This one and the X's, I thought. Yeah. I, I just saw room for more material than what happened, but, I mean, you know, things happen. There's plenty of reasons that they could have been canceled. I couldn't find anything really as to why for any of the three, but right. you never know if it's resource problems or what, but definitely really enjoyed this one as well. Oh, also really quick, because we didn't mention it. I love the theme song Me for this too. show as well. It's it's just got a great upbeat feel, uh-huh. and highly highly recommend listening to that at the very least if you don't watch the show itself. Yeah, it's really fun. It's kind of talk singy and fast and great. It also explains the the show as well as. But anyways, it gives anyways, you everything you need to know, just like X, just like the X's. The theme song gives you all the information of the premise. Yeah, and it gets you excited. It does. They're exciting theme songs. Totally. Uh, preschool days made me want to stop watching. Yeah. <laughs> made me want to know more. Yep. So you know how we felt about these three episodes, but uh, when we get back, we'll explain how we want to hear from you. If any of you watched along with us, we'll be right back. Our fun fact today is Cat Scratch themed. The three main characters of Cat Scratch are named after three of creator Douglas Tenaple's own cats, which is awesome that he has an actual cat named Waffle. Yes, I thought so too. And, and actually, all of them. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Blake. Blake. Very original. Oh, so it, it said three of his cats? I don't know how many cats. Yeah, how many got. cats so does he have? Three cats, or if he has got more? <laughs> The, the wording that we found implies that he has more than three cats, which, good on you, man. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our Twitter poll for this week is asking, which of these three shows do you think should have ran for longer? Which of them do you think should have had more episodes, more seasons, whatever? Let us know. We're going to tweet that at FNN underscore podcast. Also, tweet us any of your other thoughts, your artwork, or whatever else you might want to share about the podcast. We love hearing from you guys. Love hearing your opinions. And don't feel obligated to answer the way that we've maybe influenced you guys. If you've seen the shows, let us know what you thought. Totally. And we will definitely respond if the community disagrees with some of our, our contentions. We'll also be switching over to Reddit soon. So if we have any Reddit or Redditors that listen to the podcast, we'll be engaging with... Uh, the Nicktoons community in that way coming soon. Now next week, as we head into July in that hot summer heat, we have some beach-themed episodes from Hey Arnold, Jimmy Neutron, and the Fairly Odd Parents.
Thanks so much, you guys, for listening, and we'll see you next time.